Word. Rishi Uvacha. Rishi Uvacha. The great sage said, Ustam is attained. Vata Aha Adya Now Akila All Sattva of goodness. Rashtahe Who are the reservoir? Samsidyam The complete success. Akshnaho of the two eyes. Tava of you, of you. Darshanat from the sight Naha by us Yat of whom Darshanam sight Janmabihi through births Idya O worshipable Lord Satbihi gradually elevated in position Ashashate aspire Yoginaha Yogis Ruda Yogaha Having obtained perfection in yoga. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. The great sage Kardama said, O Supreme Worshipful Lord, my power of sight is now fulfilled. Having attained the greatest perfection of the sight of you, who are the reservoir of all existences, through many successive births of deep meditation, Advanced yogis aspire to see your transcendental form. Please repeat. The great sage Kardama said, The great sage Kardama said, O supreme worshipful Lord, O supreme worshipful Lord, my power of sight is now fulfilled. My power of sight is now fulfilled. Having attained the greatest perfection of the sight, of you, who are the reservoir of all existences. Through many successive births of deep meditation, advanced yogis aspire to see your transcendental form. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is described here as a reservoir of all goodness and all pleasure. Unless one is situated in the mode of goodness, there is no real pleasure. When, therefore, one's body, mind, and activities are situated in the service of the Lord, one is on the highest professional stage of goodness. Kardama Muni says, Your Lordship is the reservoir of all that can be understood by the nomenclature of goodness. And by experiencing you face to face, eye to eye, the perfection of sight has now been attained. These statements are the pure devotional situation. For a devotee, the perfection of the senses is to engage in the service of the Lord. The sense of sight, when engaged in seeing the beauty of the Lord, is perfected. The power to hear, when engaged in hearing the glories of the Lord, is perfected. The power to taste, when one enjoys by eating prashadam, is perfected. When all the senses engage in relationship with the personality of Godhead, one's perfection is technically called bhakti-yoga which entails detaching the senses from material indulgence and attaching them to the service of the Lord. When one is free from all designated conditional life and fully engages in the service of the Lord, one's service is called bhakti-yoga. Kardama Muni admits that seeing the Lord personally is bhakti-yoga, in bhakti-yoga is the perfection of sight. The exalted perfection of seeing the Lord is not exaggerated by Kardama Muni. 
He gives evidence that those who are actually elevated in yoga aspire in life after life to see the form of the personality of Godhead. He was not a fictitious yogi. Those who are actually on the advanced path aspire only to see the eternal form of the Lord. Jai Shri Prabhupada. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Vanchakapa Churubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Devacha Patitanam Bhavani Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Vanacharine Prabhupavalabhaya Siddhashila Vinodine Ajnana Dvantakamanam Pashtate Patitanam Jnana Guru Thaya Chitta Harine Chakshashe Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauragani Pacharine Nirvishesha Sunyavari Pashyatari Shatarine Jaya Sri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Sri Vasari Gaurabhata Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Rishi Uvacha, Jastambhatarya Kila Sattvarashehe, Samasitya Marshanostava Darshanamaha, Ya darshanam jatavir idya sabir ashashate yogino ruda yogaha. The great sage Karnama said, O supreme worshipful Lord, my power of sight is now fulfilled, having attained the greatest perfection of the sight of you, who are the reservoir of all existences. Through many successive births of deep meditation, advanced yogis aspire to see your transcendental form. Hi, Krishna. So, do you all remember the pastime of the Kaliya? Kaliya demon? And Krishna protected all the citizens of Vrindavan. And he flapped his arms on the tree on the bank of the Yamuna and jumped in like a professional swimmer. And he went towards this gigantic serpent with these many hoods. And then Kaliya grabbed him. And then all the residents on the banks of the Jamuna were fainting because they were so afraid of their dear Krishna. Maybe you heard? And then Krishna was there for a long time. Kaliya held him for maybe like an hour. And everybody's in great anxiety. And then Krishna bursts forth from the grip of Kaliya, and he swings around, and he's dancing on his hoods. And through that dancing, it's like these gigantic blows to the hoods of Kaliya. And Kaliya is starting to vomit blood. And, and so then the wives of Kaliya come and say, Please, Lord, please, please stop. This is our husband. We need our husband. Um... But if you remember some of the prayers of the wives of Kaliya, the serpent, 
They were saying that, actually, Lord, you have blessed our husband, Kalia. Because he was born and he had so much anger. He was born in this demon form of this great serpent. He was so envious. That's why snakes bite. Did you know that, Nehemiah? Because they're envious. So they want to they wanna have everything everybody else has. So they go around and they don't want to see anybody be successful and they bite them. So then the wives of Kalia, they were saying, Oh, you've really just given mercy to our husband. Actually, the great yogis, the great saintly persons, they perform <coughs> dharma, they perform sacrifices, they perform penance, austerities. Do you understand what these things mean? That means that we give up something for our own comfort. Like in the morning when you wake up, you want to be very cozy in bed, right? Right, Krishna Das? Very cozy in the bed. It's very warm and cozy. But an austerity means it's cold out, but you have to get up. Get up from bed because it's morning duties. And you have to take a shower. Sometimes you don't have hot water. It's freezing cold, but you do it. And why do we do it? We do it to come and see Krishna. See the beautiful form of Krishna. And to sing for Krishna, to dance for Krishna. And so this is an austerity. It means that instead of just being comfortable, just doing what we want to do, we do something to please God. So the wives of Kali, they are saying, wow, you must have done, our husband must have done in past lives all the dharma practices, all the austerities. He must have bathed in all the sacred places, gone on pilgrimage, all the pilgrimage sites, to have the blessings. What is the blessing? Yes, in the form of what? Krishna's feet on their heads, on his hoods. So the greatest of transcendentalists, yogis, the mystics, the saints, they're aspiring to have God-realization. And there's three levels of God-realization. You realize his energies, like the beautiful mountains in Tucson. Do you think the mountains in Tucson are beautiful? The energy of God. And then God in the heart. God is with you in your heart. And then the, the supreme perfection of spiritual practice is to actually see and encounter God face to face. Prabhupada said you can hold Krishna's hand. You can dance with Krishna. You can sing with Krishna. And you can play with Krishna. So this is the supreme perfection. So they're realizing this. Wow, our husband Kaliya, he must be actually a very advanced yogi to have your feet on his head. And similarly, when Lord Krishna, because the Pandavas, if you remember, do you know the story of the Mahabharata? The Pandavas were being harassed by Duryodhan, and they were, they were sent to exile because they lost the gambling match. And then Duryodhan was trying to kill them. He tried to poison them. He baked a cake, and he put poison in it. And then he made a house for them. He pretended like he was giving them a gift, but actually it was made out of this very flammable substance. So he planned when they went in there to burn them because he wanted a throne. He was like the snakes. He was very envious. So he wanted the throne, but it wasn't rightfully his. So he planned that when the Pandavas went in this house, he would burn it with them inside. 
but they were saved and they were rescued. Um, and so when they came out of this exile, Lord Krishna came to see them in Indraprast. It's a place called Indraprast. He came to see them. And you know how it's described that when Lord Krishna came, he was so beautiful. And it was said that the Pandavas, they were said to have like life come into their body. Like before, they were like in a coma or unconscious. But when Krishna came, it was like the life came to all their senses. Because Krishna was so beautiful. He was so effulgent. And he was their life and soul. They loved him more than anyone. You probably love your mom very much, right? Okay, so maybe if your mom is gone for like a week, you feel like that. Like, I miss my mom so much, I want her to come back, right? Maybe? <laughs> so the love, the love that all the devotees have for Krishna was like our love for our mother, but multiplied like a million times. They had so much love for Krishna, so when they saw them, they were like, my life has come back into my body. And there was a, uh, another time when Krishna came and made an entrance into Dwarka. And everybody was coming to the windows because they wanted to see Krishna. Or if they couldn't see him, they would go to the, roof, the roofs of the houses. Because everybody wanted to get a glimpse of him. And there were so many people who were crowding to see. And everybody was throwing flowers and, and, and blessing the street with holy water as he was coming. And it was ascribed in that part that Krishna was like the sun. That their eyes before were very dark. Like they couldn't see anything. And then when Krishna came, it was like the sun coming, and all of a sudden, they could see his beauty. And there's another description about Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan, because Krishna in Vrindavan, he's a very sweet little cowherd boy. You know what he does all day? He wakes up in the morning, and he goes out and he takes care of the cows. He protects them. He makes sure they get enough food. He makes sure that all the, the wild animals don't um, attack the cows. So when he was a little boy, he would take out the calves. And then when he was a little bit older, he would take out the big calves. So that's what Krishna did all day when he was in Vrindavan. And uh, there's one description of Krishna that the gopis, the elder gopis, like the mothers, they were seeing Krishna um, coming back from the forest, and he had um, these beautiful flowers in his, in his hair, in his ears. And he had this peacock feather on his head. And his body was like a blue ocean, very, very gorgeous. And he had the, the uh, minerals or the pastels, or different colors you can get from the forest. Actually, many of the uh, different colors we get from plants, like different dyes. Like saffron, if you put it in water and then you mix clothes, it will turn into the red, reddish color. So there was different dyes that were decorating Krishna's body. So Krishna was this very beautiful, sweet little cowherd boy. And it was described by that the, the mothers of Vrindavan were seeing that it was like a festival for their eyes. Have you ever been to a festival? Yeah. What is your experience at a festival? A lot of people are like really excited. Uh-huh. Exciting, there's lots of people, there's a lot of maybe dramatic performances. It's very engaging, it's very entertaining. Like, have you ever seen, like, what's your favorite movie? I don't 
<laughs> How about little Krishna? Okay. <laughs> so it's very entertaining, right? And, and you don't want to take your eyes off the TV because everything is so exciting. So the elder mothers of Vrindavan, they're thinking about this form of Krishna all day, with his beautiful flowers in his hair, the peacock feather, the minerals decorating his body. And so it was like a festival for them, and they couldn't stop thinking about it. When they saw him, they couldn't take their eyes off him. Because it's actually said that the source of all beauty comes from Krishna. Like, what's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? Neela, what do you think? Like a landscape. Very beautiful, right? Krishna says, that's just a little spark of my beauty. Krishna is the source of all beauty. So when actually you see the form of God, the form of Krishna, the highest realization of God as a person, then imagine the beauty that's contained in the source of all beauty. The reservoir of all beauty is right there. It's like if you want to find, if you want to get rich and you want to find some money, you might find some little pennies here and quarters, nickels sometimes, and maybe you'll get lucky you find a $5 bill. But then you come across this gold mine, right? You're, you're going down at Sabino Canyon, and all of a sudden you trip on something, and it's this uh, big chest, and it's full with gold, right? But then a gold mine is like where the gold comes from, from the earth. So all the gold is contained there. So Krishna is like that. Like everything beautiful, all wealth, all fame, everything good and attractive comes from Krishna. And so that's, that's the meditation here with Karadama Muni, this great sage. He did these austerities for many, many, many years because in the past people lived a lot longer. Many, many years. And so then the perfection of his meditation was he saw Krishna. He saw Krishna there. And he's recognizing that this is the perfection of my eyes. And we see so many things, and some things are ugly, some things are beautiful, right? But everything um, brings some desire to see something more, to experience more. But when the eyes see the beauty of the Supreme Lord Krishna, we become fully satisfied. It's just like, have you ever been really hungry? Yeah. And you had a slice of pizza? No. <laughs> if, you're, if you're really hungry and you have a slice of pizza, it's very delicious and satisfying. But you still have desire for more, right? So, but if you keep on eating the pizza, you become full and then sometimes your stomach hurts. And you don't want it more. You won't want any more. So when we see Krishna, it's like our eyes are, are fully satisfied, and we want to see him more. And then when we see him again, our eyes are more satisfied. And when we see him again, we become, our eyes become even more satisfied. And this can go on for eternity. So not, it's, like, it's like the first slice of pizza just gets better and better. It's like the first slice of pizza again and again, and you get hungrier, but you get more and more satisfied. But in the material world, if you eat something, or you do something, you see something, 
After a while, you don't want to see it anymore. You want it to go away. Okay, I'm tired of that now. Just like we have the little prizes in Sunday school. And the kids like it for one day, and the next day they throw it away. <laughs> they don't like it anymore. But Krishna is not like that, because Krishna is described here as the reservoir of beauty, the reservoir of happiness. Right? So there's this beautiful verse and beautiful promise that Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. He says, Mamu Petya Punar Janma, Duk Alayam Ashashvatam, Nat Nuvanti Mahatmana, Sam Sirim Paramangataha. He says, When you attain me, that all the miseries and suffering of this world disappear. All the darkness is behind Krishna, because Krishna is the source of light and brilliance and happiness. So all the suffering goes away. He says, And so doing, and so coming to me, attaining me, you attain samsidim paramam gata. Gata means the goal. Samsidim means the supreme perfection. Paramam. Samsidim is perfection. Paramam means supreme. So when you attain me, the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna, you've attained the highest perfection. The highest perfection of the topmost yogis, Prabhupada says is realization of Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And um, we can actually feel this by coming together and chanting Hare Krishna. And that's why the devotees every day, they chant, they do this meditation on Krishna's names. Because they find happiness through doing that. And, and you become clean and pure. Um, just like this verse is describing that Krishna's goodness, and that goodness leads to happiness. When we do good things in life, we behave properly, we can live a happy life. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, passionate, passionate living, it's mixed. Sometimes we find pleasure and sometimes pain. Ignorance, like intoxication, meat-eating, these things are always filled with suffering. And there's heavy reactions. Like if you do something harmful to another, and we have, to, we have to suffer that same thing. That's the laws of God, the laws of karma. But in goodness, when we behave nicely, we treat others nicely, uh, we eat vegetarian food, uh, we um, listen to calming music, peaceful music, um, we eat healthy, all these things, then we live a happy life. So happy life is a springboard to blissful life. Like when you, when you live a, a life in goodness, then you have the chance to really um, take on the supreme pleasurable life of devotion to God. So that's why we create in our environment, in our temple, in our homes, clean, right? Your mom wants you to be clean, right? Okay. I thought that was the case. <laughs> and so when we have a clean home, when we eat healthy, when we, we do nice things, then we have live in a peaceful environment, and in that peaceful environment, we can think about God. It's easier to think about God. And when we start thinking about God, we start attaining happiness, bliss. It's called rasa. So in other words, like Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, we're not just restraining the senses and, and feeling repression. Do you know what repression means? It means that you want to do something, but you don't do it. So but there's like a push, there's an energy to do something. But you instead you, you repress or you hold back that desire. 
So Krishna says, instead of repression, he says this another beautiful verse, Vishaya vinivartante nira harasya dehinam rasavarjam rasapyasya param jasva nivartate. Param jasva vinivartate means a higher taste of rasa. Rasa means when we encounter God. When we encounter God, the bliss of the soul awakens because in the soul in relationship with God, there's transcendental emotions that awaken. You start feeling happiness. Just like if you have a best friend, like Krishna Das is a good friend. When you spend time with Krishna Das, you start feeling happiness, right? So Krishna is the supreme friend. Suridam Sarvabhutana. He's your best friend. So when you encounter your best friend, you feel even more happiness, more pleasure. So Krishna is saying, when you um, come in touch with me through devotional service, then you're not going to want other things anymore. You're just going to want me because I'm the perfection of your eyes. Because you're, the best thing that you could ever look at is me. So when you see me, you see the beauty, you just want to keep on looking at me. You're going to be captivated because by looking at me, you're just going to have a constant festival in your eyes. It's like uh, there's this one little graphic, um, what they call them... Uh, Memes? It's not a meme, but it's actually like a moving graphic. Okay. Yes, there you go. And it has Krishna, and it's zooming into Krishna's eye. And as you enter Krishna's eye, you see Radharani. <laughs> and then you keep on going, and you zoom into Radharani's eye, and who's in the middle of Radharani's eye? Krishna. So it just keeps on going, and you see that they're so much in love with one another, that all they can think about is one another. So when you reach that... Um, state of existence where you're always seeing the most beautiful person before you and you don't have to look anywhere else. And that's what Krishna is saying in Bhagavad Gita. He says, he gives another promise in the end of Bhagavad Gita. And this is the essence of Bhagavad Gita. He says, Manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji mam namaskaru mam evaisyasi satyamte pati jane priyosime he says, engage your mind always in thinking of me. Become my devotee. Offer obeisances to me, be humble, offer respect to me, and worship me. By being absorbed in me, as you notice that the senses are all engaged. Krishna is saying, when your mind is engaged, because all the senses are connected to the mind. Like when you see, the sight is filtered through your mind. When you touch, the touch is experienced by the mind. So Krishna is saying, when your mind is fixed on me, all your senses are fixed on me. So that's the perfection. And he says, if you do so, then by doing so, you're acting as my dear friend. You're, you're reciprocating with me. I'm your best friend, and now you're choosing to be my best friend. So you're reciprocating with me, and by doing so, I make a promise to you. I promise you'll come to me. Because Krishna says, if you remember him, when we die, when we quit this body, when we leave this temporary body, and we remember him, we'll go to his transcendental kingdom. Like we explained earlier, Krishna's promise that you'll go to the supreme kingdom of God and you'll be free from all suffering. You won't have to have any pain anymore. And you'll experience love at every moment. That's what the perfectional stage means. That's what Prabhupada was explaining, Bhakti Yoga. Says when one is free from all designated conditional life, conditional life is just we're just thinking about this body and this world. 
and we're not realizing that it's temporary, and that we, we, have, we have a soulful nature. There's a soul there, and the soul is eternal. So he says, when one is free from the designated conditional life and fully engages in the service of the Lord, one's service is called bhakti yoga. And then Kardamuni admits that seeing the Lord personally in bhakti yoga is the perfection of sight. So Kardana Muni, he had to meditate on the bank of the Sarasvati for who can remember how long? 10,000 years. Yes, 10,000 years. And Prabhupada was saying, because Ajamil, he chanted the holy name of Krishna when he was dying and Krishna accepted him. But during his life, he wasn't behaving like a very good person. So the, the Vishnu Dudas, the representatives of Krishna, came to save Ajamil because he experienced God face to face in the form of his holy names, his sacred names. He chanted these names of Krishna. And so they were saying that um, Ajamil has, must have performed all the great austerities, all the dharmic practices, to be able to attain your holy name, the Lord's holy name, Krishna's holy name. So Prabhupada explains that actually these austerities Remember we were talking that austerities mean that we, we, we take ourselves out of a comfortable position to serve God? So he said these austerities in this age is simply to chant Krishna's names and to dance in ecstasy and to take prasadam. And so we can see that, that Krishna is so kind, he's making it so easy for us to attain him. And uh, we have that opportunity here um, to come together and to use the perfection of our legs to come to the temple and to dance for Krishna. Perfection of the legs. I'm using the perfection of the tongue to vibrate Krishna's holy name, to talk about Krishna's qualities, his beauty, um, to chant Krishna's names, and to eat food that's been offered to Krishna, the perfection of the tongue, the perfection of the ear, to hear about Krishna's beauty. Like we were talking about the beautiful flowers in Krishna's hair, and the peacock feather, and his beautiful blue body. And that Krishna actually, he has a pearl necklace he wears around his neck. And they're described like, like doves, like white doves, and Krishna's body is like the sky. They're like doves flying in the sky. And sometimes his peacock feather is described like a, a rainbow in the cloud of Krishna's hair. So the perfection of hearing, hearing about Krishna's beauty, his qualities, his pastimes, however he relates to his most beloved um, devotees, the perfection of the ears, and the perfection of smelling, uh, smelling the flowers. Like, isn't that nice when we smell the flowers offered to Krishna? Very nice. When we smell the incense, right when we come in the temple, it's, it smells so delightful. Smelling prasadam and smelling Tulsi leaves. Krishna loves Tulsi. So one way to be Krishna's friend is to give Krishna as much Tulsi as possible. Because we learn how much Krishna loves Tulsi. That's why uh, Hari Puja Mataji, she makes these beautiful Tulsi garlands for the deities. For Lord Nishingadev and Gornitai. And we know this pleases Krishna so much because his favorite plant is Tulsi. So that's, that's one way you can please Krishna. So Krishna consciousness means we can always be happy. 
Prabhupada was talking about the mode of goodness. It's the only stage of happiness. But even the mode of goodness can end. But we can always be happy by engaging our life in Krishna's service. So we'll end here. Does anybody have any questions or comments? Yes? I think that uh, if you offer every cake and flour and creation, it doesn't equal one healthy. So it's hard to Nice. Mm-hmm. I, when I make healthy drums, I usually listen to the healthy narration. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Wonderful. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Yes. Um, I have a question for Hare Kuja. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, because there's hardly any flowers outside. Once in a while there's a jasmine or, um, or a jump up. I think they're pretty much finished now. I've been going into the uh, Bajari room and taking seven Tulsi leaves for my deity pictures. It seems to me there's enough leaves that we can afford to do that. But what do you think? I think that's a Dhammadar's question. I think there's probably this. And the reason he asked me, he asked me to make the Tulsi uh, Mandri garlands because they were going to waste the Mandri were. So, mm-hmm. but I would check with Damodar, but I think it's probably okay. So maybe take Mandris? Is it a profusion of Mandris? Well, I'm I'm utilizing the Mandris. Oh, you need. But I but there's always some that he puts in in um the bags of the ones that he gives me that are too small for garlands because they're too short. I can just give you those. Oh. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Problem solved. I'll give you the um, laundry, but he probably takes these too. Okay. Check the Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So yes. I see the Boba deities uh, blooming in the neighborhood when we've been driving around. If you maybe if you planted some Boba deities, you'd have more types of flowers. They're beautiful mm. flowers. Good idea. Maybe you could, could you write down the name of that for us? It's, you know, generally a tropical plant grown in Hawaii. I think that's where it originates. But I see it all over here, so it must be a good climate for the bougainvillea here. Maybe you could write down the name, and then I could pass it on to our gardener. They're beautiful. Have you noticed we're just driving down the street? There's bright, bright red. Yeah. Uh, It's more of a fine thing. I think we have some maybe outside, too. Yeah, yeah, because they do, they do spread. Mm-hmm. It's like a vine type. Yeah, they're very beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yes. I used to have some in my post place that kind of like scentless. Actually, they they do have a fragrance, but it's very subtle. If you get a lot together, it has a nice fragrance. Yeah. Um, just to to end, I would like to. Um, there's a great devotee named Bhishma Dev. And he was the grandfather of the Pandavas. And he reached the perfection because at the end of his life, he was gazing upon the, the form of Krishna. So this is um, how Bhishma Dev felt. Okay, let's, we're going to enter into Bhishma Dev's deep thoughts and desires Okay, here and his realization. So he says, By pure meditation, looking at Sri Krishna, he at once was freed from all material inauspiciousness and was relieved of all bodily pains caused by the arrow wounds. Thus all the external activities of the senses at once stopped, and he prayed transcendentally to con- the controller of all living beings while quitting his material body. So Bhishma is gazing upon Krishna, 
and he's praying these prayers, um, realizing the perfection of his senses by, by seeing the beauty of the Lord. So Bhishma Dev said, let, let me now invest my thinking, feeling, and willing, which were so long engaged in different subjects and occupational duties, and the all-powerful Lord Sri Krishna. He is always self-satisfied, but sometimes, being the leader of the devotees, he enjoys transcendental pleasure by descending on the material world, although from him only the material world is created. Sri Krishna is the intimate friend of Arjuna. He has appeared on this earth in his transcendental body, which resembles the bluish color of the tamal tree. His body attracts everyone in the three planetary systems, upper, middle, and lower. May his glistening yellow dress and his lotus face Cover with paintings of sandalwood pulp be the object of my attraction, and may I not desire fruit of results. What does fruit of results mean, Nila? It means like um, he doesn't want to just worship Krishna so that he can get material stuff. Awesome, perfect. <clears throat> On the battlefield where, where Sri Krishna attended Arjuna out of friendship, the flowing hair of Lord Krishna turned ashen due to the dust raised by the hooves of the horses. And because of his labor, beads of sweat wetted his face. All these decorations intensified by the wounds dealt by my sharp arrows were enjoyed by him. Let my mind thus go unto Sri Krishna. In obedience to the command of his friend, Lord Sri Krishna entered the arena of the battlefield of Kurukshetra between the soldiers of Arjuna and Duryodhan. And while there, he shortened the lifespans of the opposite party by his merciful glance. So it said Krishna blessed everybody on the battlefield. He was so beautiful. Everybody that saw him was liberated. They attained the perfection of the eyes by seeing the Lord in the battlefield. This was done simply by looking at the enemy. Let my mind be fixed upon that Sri Krishna. When Arjuna was seemingly polluted by ignorance upon observing the soldiers and commanders before him on the battlefield, the Lord eradicated his ignorance by delivering transcendental knowledge. The Bhagavad Gita. May his lotus feet always remain the object of my attraction. Fulfilling my desire and sacrificing his own promise, because Krishna promised not to fight, but he loved Arjuna so much. He saw Arjuna was close to being defeated by Bhishma Dev. So listen to what he does. He got down from his chariot, took up its wheel, and ran towards me hurriedly, just as a lion goes to kill an elephant. He even dropped his honored artered garment on the way. You all seen that picture of Krishna getting off the, yeah. the chariot and his garment is on the ground. And... May he, Lord Sri Krishna, who, Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who awards salvation, be my ultimate destination. On the battlefield, he charged me as if angry because of the wounds dealt by my sharp arrows. His shield was scattered and his body was smeared with blood due to wounds. At the moment of death, let my ultimate attraction be to Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead. I concentrate my mind upon the chariot driver of Arjuna, who stood with a whip in his right hand and a bridle rope in his left, who was very careful to give protection to Arjuna's chariot by all means. Those who saw him on the battlefield of Kurukshetra attained their original forms after death. That's the power of seeing Krishna. When we see Krishna, we'll never take birth in this world again. The the strength of our meditation is so powerful that we can be ultimately delivered from all suffering in this world. Okay? So just always think of Krishna. Read Krishna book, talk about Krishna, chant Krishna's names, associate with devotees, 
and live a blissful life. That's all Prabhupada wanted for us. Okay? Vantaraj Shrima Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gora Pramananda. Thank you very much.